Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Inside the episode. Today, David and I are going inside episode 320. What's going to be different this year? So I can't believe we're already having this end of the year wrap up on the inside the episode here. It's crazy. Yeah, it was a long year, but a quick year. It was. I mean, I was just sitting there thinking, you know, it feels like we've been dealing with this pandemic for years. It's so funny how like yeah. time just sort of collapses. But the truth is, it's it's only been like we've been in effect in this for like nine months. But yeah. man, does that nine months feel like nine years? Yep. I think we moved. I think we moved from the office to the house in third week of March. Yeah. Something like that. And then we went back to the office. And uh, we decided to come back to the house just to wrap up the end of the year so everybody was safe for their their holiday gathering or whatever they're doing. Yeah, I mean, people are traveling all over and we don't want to, we want to minimize the spread. So we're doing our part definitely. And we're doing our last inside of 2020 here from our own home studio. So for all of you out in YouTube land, hopefully you're enjoying this and uh, we'll, we'll dive right into this. So um, it's crazy to think back, David, on 2020 and, and where we stand right now. And a year ago at this time, we were having a much different conversation. And I remember thinking, you know, to myself, like, oh, 2020, you know, this is going to be the year of vision, the year of clarity. You know, perfect eyesight is 2020. And then it started out that way. And then really early on, like you said, in March, things started to change. I want you to go back because you were one of the people that got uh, really out in front of this thing when it happened. You sort of pivoted within your own company. Just talk a little bit about how you're able to do that, not just this time, but you've done it multiple times before. It's just amazing to me. How do you adjust on the fly so well? Well, one of the things, so the, the interesting thing about this year was that I remember distinctly when all of this started to happen, we were hearing about this virus and everything. And it's not, we have, you know, we heard about the SARS before and, you know, the swine flu and, you know, all that stuff, things that we've heard about over the years, for whatever reason, those things never really registered on my mind all that much while they were happening. But when I saw in the beginning of March, when I saw big business start to react to this, I knew that there was something else behind it. Because you just don't see big business react to something that is a rumor or that's hype or whatever. And I was hearing about one business after another that were taking precautionary measures. And I thought, this is something that we need to pay attention to. I typically don't pay too much attention to the news. I, I usually take in enough to stay informed. And that's it. Uh, otherwise, it's, you know, because it's just so damn negative. I don't even want to be in the environment. But I do want to be informed. So... I, I take news in a little bit every day just to see what's going on in the world to keep up with everything. Also, so I, that I can serve the people that I work with well that d deal with some of this stuff on a regular basis. But anyway, so I see this start to happen, and I remember that we were in our conference room, and I we were having a meeting, and I said, there's something seriously going on here. We need to – and everybody in the room was kind of like, yeah, you know, it's just another – it's a cold. It'll be gone. And I was like, guys, this is – like there's something different about this. And and what it was for me was the big business. So I immediately started really paying attention to what was going on because the whole question was, how does this affect us? What do we have to do? Uh, and we need, and what do we need? Because the whole part of the idea with a lot of this stuff is getting a jump on it, right? If you can, if you can make a change early, 
before anything happens that's too severe, that's always a benefit, right? So you, you mentioned that I've done this before. I did. So like it, when I first started business, the first year was a recession, okay? And then in 2001 was 9-11, right? So I'll never forget when 9-11 happened, I was in the middle of doing, so I was actually at home. I, was, I had just come off the road. I from I was doing seminars in Canada, and now I was conducting seminars on the phone because we also did phone seminars back in the day. And I had one I had to do that night. And I remember doing it that night, and nobody said a word. I didn't address it. Nobody else addressed it that night because I think it was just so big, we didn't know how to wrap our mind around it at the time. It was like, let's push through what we have to get do and then we'll figure figure it out from the rest. The way that I adapted to that was until everything got clear, the, the the live seminars that we did, we just moved them to phone seminars and we did them over the phone. And we were able to breeze right through that scenario. But there were but there were several scenarios that happened over the last 20 years between you know, 2008, 2009, and the crisis, and I had an embezzlement in that period of time. There were some other financial factors that happened, uh, some different things that were going on in the world that all caused me to look at something different. So to answer your question, it's basically because what I do every day is I help people figure out ways to get around problems. Every day, all day. That's basically what I do. Um, I did it seven days a week for the first seven to 10 years that I was in business. And now, you know, like I do it, Steph does it, you do it. We all do that to some extent in the company because we're a coaching company. So we coach people on business. We coach people on their personal life and we're, we're not coaching them because everything's going great. You know, I mean, some people were coaching that's going great, but even then it's how do we get overcome problems? So there's some mindset principles that you learn that allow you to stay in the right mindset for just about anything to show up. And it's, first of all, it's understanding fundamentally how the laws of the universe work. Because I believe if you understand those laws, really what they are, are they're the laws of how to think. It's actually like a very short owner's manual in how to use your brain, because it tells you what to, what to focus on, how, how to use your brain to focus, but it also tells you why. Like, what is the reason that you're focused in this direction? So it's not like magical thinking or positive thinking or whatever, but it's a strategic way to think so that you can get to the answers. And that's one of that's one of the strategies right there, that there is nothing that happens that's absolute. Everything has an answer. Every problem has an answer. Every situation has an opposite side. Uh, everything that happens has a polar opposite to it. And what... What we, what we suffer from as human beings is that we get emotionally involved in an idea. It controls our perception. That perception then becomes our reality. The reality becomes the entire territory in which we end up making decisions from, and it's only part of the story. If it's the wrong part of the story, we're screwed because we're dealing with something and not being completely informed of what we're doing. And generally, at that point, a person's making decisions out of fear. So when you do this every day, what ends up happening is you literally change the way that you think. I automatically think this way. It doesn't matter what happens. I know there's another side to it. So even if I'm afraid or hurt or I'm going through something or whatever, it's not a place that I get stuck. I'm constantly looking for the other side. And when COVID happened, I immediately went to 
What is the other side? When they shut everything down, I knew we were prepared. We had a media team. We had done electronic seminars for years. All we had to do was incorporate the video. We handled that right quick. And then we put, and then I also looked at how do we provide service for so many people that are really, really struggling right now, like struggling tremendously. And we were able to handle that also. And then we brought it all together. And then we began, we learned quick, like all of us, everybody on the team that was doing their part was learning their part as they went. And we're all finding out new pieces of information to bring together into meetings, to make decisions, to, to move forward. And that's how we were able to do it. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of late nights early on as we were brainstorming remotely Very. and how to how to do this. And it was so genius of you to just really reach out to the people that we know and the people who follow you and say, look, we're going to put together this big program for you. There's no cost. I'm just here to serve and to help you. And we had so many people coming into that and, you know, it was all around navigating uncertainty, which was a big theme clearly of this particular episode. And it was just masterful how you were able to do that. But like you said, you'd been laying the foundation for, you know, the better part of two decades with this. When I first met you, you were doing instant teleseminar, telesummits. You were virtual then. You were also doing live components too, which is a yeah. huge part of your of your business. But with that going away, you've pivoted into more virtual, you know, meetings like this. And I think it's just really cool how the technology was here all along and you, just like everybody else, has access to it. You just seem to be able to capitalize on it because you were so quick to adopt early on. Well, I, I, you know, T, the, 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 the real thing about that is just that I've trained myself how to think this way for so long that it's just second nature to think. Yeah, it's, it's like your default, it's like your default mode of thinking where some people will go into, they'll curl up in a ball and they'll play the victim card and they'll blame, blame, blame. You look at it and you approach everything with a solution focus. Like, and I love how you use the law of polarity. Like if this on one hand is so awful, just on the other side of that is so amazingly great. And I don't want to, you know, I, I don't, I don't mean to sound disrespectful here at all, but you know, 2020, is going to go down in the books with your company and life is now as being one of the best, if not the best year ever, just because of all the work that was done and all the people that we were able to help. That's how I gauge that. that yeah. Line. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Like I, I, I think that we probably did. We helped more people this year than we ever have in any single year of being in business, which is a remarkable thing. Um, you know, and I also think that, Here's, so here's some hard truth about that. Here's some real hard truth about that. One of the reasons we were able to do it was because so many, else, so many other people couldn't. That's true. Right? So there weren't as many options out there for people to, like people were all looking for some kind of help. Well, if you didn't have the ability to pivot your business in the moment, you were left behind. We were the first one that I'm aware of that moved to this format and then other companies started to follow. And it's true. Other companies did it bigger. Robbins did it bigger, you know, but he's got a bigger following. He's got a bigger budget than I do, but they, but we did it first. We went to zoom first. We went to, uh, uh, you know, working with people for free first. We did all of that instantaneously pivoted that. And then we built on it from there. So, there is something to be said for timing, you know, yeah, timing is make, it's a lot. It's a lot. I was watching other people that were very, very public just prior to this. And all of a sudden they disappeared. 
right? They disappeared. They were not public for, for a period of time. And I was yeah. thinking to myself, they are having, they're struggling. They're really trying to pivot their companies during this. That's why they're not public right now. And sure enough, that's exactly what it was. They're doing fine now. They're all doing, those companies are all doing fine. But that pivot that we made instantaneously gave us a leg up and allowed us to help a lot more people than if we had waited five months. If we had waited five months, we would be just a speck on the wall. Yeah, yeah, someplace. you can't wait. Can't wait in certain situations like that. And I love the fact that, you know, subconsciously behind the, the the scenes, you were putting together this media arm of your company and had it in place almost right around the time when this thing started to go really difficult for most other people. Like you said, they didn't have the ability to go into a full-blown studio with multi-camera shoots and be able to Zoom record for 500 people. Right. Uh, and you had the foresight ahead of time to launch this media company yours, which has really been a godsend, you know, to be able to do what we've been doing. Oh, we could not do what we were, like what we did today, we couldn't do it without it, without them, right? Yeah. We needed these people. And even though that was not the original plan, the original plan was to build a solid media arm. And that's still the plan. However, that had to be put on hold because the, the, we, ha we had to pivot the parent company in order to be able to make sure that that was stable and move forward. So we used those people that we hired for the media company to serve the parent company. We did do a little business building on that end, but not much to speak of. But that's still coming. That's that's coming right. in the future. And we're going to continue to move forward, see what we're doing. And that part that part is most likely will still will still continue. And even if it didn't, we have a whole new area of the company that is extremely productive and that it's extremely profitable. So it all worked out in the end anyway. Yeah, it sure did. Well, in the episode, you talked about uncertainty and how we as people in business have an ability to deal with it. But you also provided us with some pretty shocking statistics. You know, like you had mentioned that in a non-pandemic year, by the end of the first year, if you're starting a business, 50% of those are gone. Yeah. So right out of the gate, it's a coin flip. By year five, 80% of those are gone. And then by yeah. the 10 year, by the decade mark, only 90, only 4% remain, 96% out of yeah. business. What's stands out to you the most when you hear and see those numbers in front of you? Well, here's what, what I, here's what it is. What it is, is that a person goes into business, great idea, great intention, may have a great product or service, but they, they have not cultivated the number one thing that's going to get them through that. And that's their mindset. I, uh, if I did take myself, if I took my back, myself back 30 years and I would start a business 30 years ago, I probably would have failed the first business. No question about it. I didn't have the right mindset. I had not learned how to think through this many problems and challenges to be able to continue to move forward. And now we're in 21 years of business. We've never gone backward. We've always moved forward. We've had some level years, but basically we've always moved forward. We've always been profitable to some degree. Um, and the idea is that it comes from, and I have watched companies, I have watched people, I have studied them on both sides, so to speak. The people that make it, they really know how to think. They know how to get resourceful. They know how to turn lemons into lemonade, so to speak. You got to turn a lot of fucking lemons into lemonade when you're in business. It's never going to go the way that you think that it goes. There's always going to be something that's happening and you got to be able to flip it and not get stuck wallowing in your own self-pity around it. And, I, and the people that I have seen really go under, it's almost like there's a magical thinking going on. I think they want a business 
because they want to they want to romanticize where they believe the business is going to provide for them in their life. So they look at their business like a destination instead of a journey. And if it's a destination, then they're really looking to get something out of it that they're not fulfilled with in their own life. And they're not looking at the journey of building the business as the destination where they're being fulfilled by how they're serving, actually. So when you're doing that, I think you're taking much more of an artist's approach to a business. You're Instead of everything being so stringent, and I have to get this and I have to do that, you're more like water, like Bruce Lee said. You can flow, you can move, you can pivot. You don't get stuck behind a rock. You know, if it happens, you take it with a grain of salt. You may not like it, but you don't get stuck there and you move. And it's being able to be limber like that, that you can move. This whole idea, T, around uh, you have to be, you have to be able. Let me, let me just, let me, let me get my head right, right here because I wasn't going to say this. Um, you have to be able to break through the threshold of control. That's the, that's the idea. And if you can't do that, you're going to get stuck and crash. It's going to happen. It's not a question of will it happen? It totally will happen because everything is constantly changing. Yeah, for sure. And I love that you segued right into constant control. And it's something that most business owners deal with. And oftentimes they're the bottleneck in their own business and that's keeping them from the growth because they have to have their hands in everything that they do. And you spoke about those who are able to break through it. Like you just mentioned, they take a deep look at their value system. They're dedicated to seeing the goal through and they are willing to adapt to any changes, just like the water flows around the boulder in the middle of the stream. Yep. So how have those things become ingrained in you as your business has grown over these decades of work? How have, how have those things I just mentioned become just as natural as breathing for you? Well, but it wasn't always like that. So like you mentioned about the bottleneck, the bottleneck's always the leader, right? It's always the leader in the business. The leader has to take responsibility. And when I was, the years, there was a couple of years there where this was really rough for me. And it started where, probably for seven, eight years now, probably six or seven years, I was the primary salesperson in the business. And because of different challenges, I hadn't changed that part of the business yet. And I was still the primary salesperson. So I knew how much I could sell every year. And I could do a couple of million pretty much with my eyes closed. But then I realized I'm not moving forward. I can't move forward until I give this piece up and I can't move forward until I start hiring people that know more than me in different areas of this business. So that's when I started to relinquish that control and get out of the fear of it because my fear was, man, if I don't have somebody as good a sales as me, this whole thing's going to come crashing down as fast as I built it. And it, that's a fear that you have to look at intelligently, but you can't let it stop you. So I started hiring salespeople and then eventually I got to the point where I was not doing any of the selling anymore at all, or I wasn't doing anything anymore other than the things that I'm supposed to be doing in the business. But it, it came from repetition. It came from repet repetition, 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 practicing the mindset every single day, understanding when it gets away from me to get myself back on track, understanding when I make mistakes, not to beat myself up, but figure out how do I get myself back on track. If I'm struggling with something, keep going at it until I break through and figure out how do I actually break through this instead of just stopping like most people do. So it's a consistent move forward. Sometimes I do it quick. Sometimes I do it slower, but I think I get better at it every year. 
Well, and yeah, and I think you just said it too, is consistent. You got to do it consistently. I think this, and I'll speak to this industry that we're in, in particular, it's riddled with people who, let's say they left corporate to come in to become a coach. That seemed like the next logical thing they were going to help. But then when they get there, they realized people don't come to you. You've got to go to the people. So when you're in a corporate environment, it seems like your bosses are telling you what to do or you're leading a team and telling them what to do. When you become a coach yourself, you have to go out and hit the pavement. You got to pick up the phone. You got to make sales every single day. And you've said it multiple times. If you're not making a sale every day, you're basically running yourself out of business. But this, this industry is just riddled with people who think it's going to be easy. And then they get here, the bright, shiny object, you know, takes them all these different directions, except in the place where they have to. And that's in sales, because if you don't make sales, you don't have a business. Right. So I think it's just really interesting the, you know, to see, uh, you know, how this all works in the grand scheme of things and and how that's where that fear probably comes in a lot too. When, you know, that money dries up relatively quickly and you're not making sales and you're afraid to pick up the phone to ask someone to join your program, you are basically in just a world of hurt. And, you know, people might say out there, they're like, well, it's easy for David. You know, David can do this because he's David Nagel. The truth is you weren't always, I mean, you were always David Nagel, but you weren't the person we see before us today. Right. So, you know, it took a lot of years and you, you know, you could go back in the podcast and listen to, you know, your seven years of study about how, you know, you laid the foundation early on to get to that place. And I just think it's amazing because people, um, they, they have to put in the work, but at the end of the day, they also have to have that right mindset to move themselves forward. Yeah. You, you have, and you do, and you have to be dedicated to it. And not only, so, you know, there's a level of dedication for my own business and my own team, but then every day I'm working with other people and their teams. And I'm helping them break through different challenges in their business. So I'm learning it. I'm teaching it. I'm relearning it. I'm reteaching it. I'm immersed in it constantly. I study it relentlessly. Like when I'm not, when I'm not working, most of the time is study. It's making myself better as a person so I can be better at what I do. I will never get better at what I do in any area of my life if I don't study and find ways to help me break through to the next level of my best. Yeah. And in the water analogy, I'm going to go back to that again. You are not stagnant. Like you're constantly moving. You're constantly in flow. I mean, you've earned the right in the industry to this point to just be able to, you know, just kind of go through the motions if you wanted to, that's just not in your being. And it's amazing to see how that, every single day you show up with a new idea or, or a a new direction you want to take and you still have the overall vision, the theme that you want to go, but you have these other avenues to get there. So it's not always just a straight line. And I think that's, what's, that's, what's amazing about it. So cool to witness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's constantly also looking like, cause, cause I'm constantly studying, how do I play a bigger game? Yeah. So otherwise I keep playing the same game and the same game gets boring for me. You know, I can coach with my eyes closed. I can do a seminar with my eyes closed. I can speak in front of thousands of people with my eyes closed. That's not a challenge anymore. But how do I take them to the next level? How do I take myself to the next level? Those are the things that I, that I'm consistently working on for my, for my own life and business. 
Well, and it takes courage to do that too. It takes courage to deviate away from what's working. Uh, and, you know, it made me think of, you know, speaking of good quarantine, quarantine, you know, television watching the last dance, right? Michael Jordan had basketball figured out. So what did he do? He decided to go to the minor leagues and ride a bus for a summer to try and break into the major leagues as a right. baseball player, right? He wanted that constant challenge. Now there will be people that mock him for that, but the reality was is he wanted to be the best of whatever he did in bas- basketball ball he got that now let's move on to phase two he didn't quite make it there with baseball but he still right. he proved to himself that he could do it and he tried it and i think that's amazing and you do that all the time which is so super cool you know and if you if you if you listen to the people that were there they'll tell you that there there's no question in their mind had he stayed doing what he was doing he would have been he would have made it to the major leagues that's true he would have made it because he made tremendous progress yeah you know but he just real, you know, he, the other thing is the people that criticize him, what the fuck have they ever done in their life? Exactly. You it's know, so easy to cast those stones, right? It's so easy to be an armchair quarterback when you don't get out of the fucking chair, except you need a butt a buck and a chicken and fucking criticize everybody else. That's so true. It's you know? so very And true. we come from the Midwest, which is the capital of the quarter chair, the, the armchair quarterback. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Go Bears. Yeah, so, go Bears. Uh, there you go. So um, can we backtrack just a little bit and talk briefly about that resourceful state of mind? I love in the podcast episode how you talked about the mind and body have limitations, and it's so important to be resourceful on the fly. How does a person get there? Yeah, so this is this is really interesting. The the idea here is that our beliefs and our values are really controlling everything that we do. Our beliefs and our values actually have a strategy to them. And we're either moving toward what we want and away from what we don't want or we're moving toward what we don't want and away from what we do want. Our beliefs and values determine which one of those scenarios we're actually running in our mind. Now, if I want to move quickly. I have to be able to get through my limitations quickly, right? And here's where we see the big problem with people. And Brandon, you see this every day when we work with individuals. They get so stuck in, I just don't know how to pick up the phone. I know I have this goal. I know I'm supposed to be doing this, but then I get sidetracked over here. The longer they stay in that place, the the greater their chances of death to their business is going to happen because they cannot get themselves to follow through. So whenever we're going to do something, the first thing that we have to look at is what is my limit? What limitation in myself am I up against and how do I move through that quick? Because if I can't, I don't grow. And if I don't grow, I actually grow in the other direction. It's not that I stay stagnant. It's that the limitation grows. And if that limitation gets too big, it will become my reality. My reality will become the whole terrain of what I'm doing and I will completely stop. Yeah. So you actually grow back almost. It's the, because the limitation you becomes do. so massive. It, I'm just full of analogies on this one. It's so funny, but I'm thinking about, you know, standing on the edge of a cliff, to dive into the water that's 20 feet below, the longer you stay on that ledge without taking that leap, the less likely you are to do it in the first place. So you get up there and your rational mind is telling you back away, I can't do this. But if you want to take a leap of faith, you take the jump. And then when you get down there, you realize what an adrenaline rush that was. So uh, yeah, the limitation will grow. And if you, it's so easy to say, um, oh, I'll do it next time. But the next time it's going to be even more difficult because of the fact that, you said no to yourself the first time. Next time never comes. For most people, it never comes. I have worked on training my mind and I'm continuing to do so, especially in areas where I'm weak. 
that if I say I'm going to do it, I, I immediately do it. I don't yeah. wait to get comfortable with the idea. I don't wait to make sure everything's perfect. It's go time. Here's the idea. I know if something came into my life for a reason. And I know if it's just like, oh, this is a neat idea. Let's see what, what this turns out to be. As soon as I'm certain, it's go. That's it. We're doing it. We're moving forward. Because if I don't, then every reason not to will show up. Yeah, it's true. Every reason not to will show up, right? That's what will happen. So yeah. when it comes, you have to be willing to take action on it immediately and then and then learn, adjust, and pivot as you grow. You have to get through those limitations fast if you're going to grow. There's no other way. Yeah, and it's just a decision. I mean, it really is easy. It's just a decision to say, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to go through it no matter what happens. I'm still here. I'm going to make it. So Right. Well, in the, in the episode, you also listed some items that help keep you personally in constant preparation and allows you to be flexible in any situation, just like you were when the pandemic hit back in March. Uh, you mentioned always being gratitude, which is a huge one for you that you've passed along to the company as one of our core values. Uh, understanding the law of polarity, which we talked about, the answer is already here. Uh, accept the things that accept that things can and will change. They they don't always stay static and stationary. So you got to accept that. Look for the opportunity in whatever the situation is. Keep focus on where you're going and push through when you're afraid. So how do you hold on to those when the fear really grips you and you're almost paralyzed to the point where you can't even speak or think about your next move? That's where your beliefs and values come in. So when you do that, you're valuing fear. You're valuing safety. You're valuing not changing. You have to literally change those values and write them down. And then you have to follow the new set of values that you change and integrate it into your behavior. Yeah, perfect. Immediate intelligent action, right? Whatever you want your life to become, it has to be written down in a set of beliefs and values and you have to take action on it every day. If you just go off the beliefs and values that were given to us when we were kids, we would be exact replicas of our parents. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yep. I think that's a, that would be a great like activity as we wind down, you know, it, it basically we're turning the page here in a few days, 2021's right around the corner. That might be a good time to get quiet in your mind and write down, you know, what your core mission, I don't want to say mission statement, but what your core values are and what your mission is moving forward in the next year, the next five, the next 10 years, and really get clear on what that is so that you can take your business and your personal life to the next level. Yep. Absolutely. No question it. about it. I love it. Well, as we wind down this year, it's been another amazing year with the Successful Mind podcast. Um, We're going to invite people to join your Transformation 2021 Facebook group. There's already hundreds and hundreds of people in there. It's a solid community filled with many like-minded individuals like yourselves who are committing to making the next year an incredible one on so many fronts. I'll put a link in the show notes below so people can check that out. Transformation 2021. It's crazy that I'm saying 2021 out loud. I can't believe it's already here. But um, as we go off into the new year and we bid adieu to 2020, is there anything you want to leave us with as we uh, get ready to turn the page on a brand new year? Yeah, I think a person needs to really sit down and ask themselves, what are the limitations that I've discovered about myself this year? And how can I prepare myself to break through them quickly for 2021? I guarantee you it will make all the difference in your success over the next 12 months. Yeah, love it. Stick it through. Well, this has been amazing. Thanks for coming inside, David. You bet. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com 
forward slash free stuff. <laughs>